keeping you a step ahead of the changing world of business. This is Voice America Business. Welcome to The Quantum Leap Catalyst with Terry Ostroviak. In the next hour, Terry and his guests discuss how to accelerate your business success and turn possibility into certainty. So turn up your speakers and hold on. Here's your host of The Quantum Leap Catalyst, Terry Ostroviak. Good morning, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak speaking to you from San Diego, California. In San Diego at the moment, it's uh, 8 o'clock in the morning around the world. It's different times, probably late afternoon. The topic that we're going to be dealing with today is called How to Make Small Business Administration Simple and Easy, and we're going to discover simple, low-cost financial systems that keep small businesses on track. Our guest this morning is a San Diego native, being lived here for over 43 years. He is what one would call a man for all seasons. He's had a very, very background. He's been a laborer a United States Marine. He was a member of Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Launch Teams at Cape Canaveral at one time in Florida and also Vandenberg Air Force Base. Also a member of training support teams at the Manned Spacecraft Center. And in the early 70s, he became involved in social service work and the founder and director of an alcoholism counseling and education center. He earned his Bachelor of Technology and Master's Degree in Public Administration in San Diego National University and has a doctorate in ministerial education at Charles Harrison Mason University. He's also a peer-certified counselor on alcoholism, addictions, and related disorders. But right now he's the president of a company called Chief Financial Officers Incorporated, CFO, he often calls it Inc., which provides full-time, full-charge bookkeepers, controllers, and financial management coaches for micro-companies in California. So let's welcome him. His name is Dr. Robert Hans, H-A-N-S. Hello, Robert. Are you there? Good morning, Terry. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, making our business administration simple and easy. I assume that by using a title like that, that generally speaking, people find administration sometimes a bind, sometimes difficult. I know for small businesses, many people are involved in trying to get more customers, try to make more money, but sometimes the administration takes a back seat. What are some of the issues that are involved in making in making uh, administration easier, and what is the reason that it's sometimes so difficult? Well, the reason, Terry, that it's so difficult is that micro companies first starting out is usually one person. That person was either a uh, has technical capabilities in some field. They look at how much money the boss is making. They say, well, I can do the same job, make more money, and they go into business. And all of a sudden they find that not only they have to do the work, but they have to do the, the marketing, the administration, uh, all the different tasks within a management tasks within the business falls on their shoulders as well as doing the work. And they don't have skills in most of those management tasks. So they get bogged down sometimes in trying to figure out how they're going to better manage your business. And uh, that's where we come in. We have we have some systems that, it, at least on the financial management side, the right. uh, record-keeping side, we have some systems that, that work. Make it easier. Yeah. yeah. 
simple. So what happens? I mean, I mean, so what sort of experiences have you had in working with companies, let's say, when you're called in to do something like that? What, uh, what kind of problems do companies have? Generally speaking, I'm called in when things have gone bad in terms of financial. Uh, the bookkeeping is in disarray. Uh, sometimes they haven't done taxes for a year or two, and things need to get caught up so they can take to their tax person and uh, get their taxes filed. But more importantly, they haven't. Yeah. They haven't really had a view or a snapshot of what's happening with their business in terms of the finances. I'm not right. sure where the money came from. Yeah, or even worse than that, they don't know where it got to. <laughs> That's correct, Harry. <laughs> Suddenly find out that they just haven't got enough money to pay the bills because they're not keeping track of those things and think that they can periodically do some bookkeeping or periodically set up a, 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 some kind of administration plan, but um, meantime everything slips through the cracks. That's the sort of thing that happens? Yeah, and most, and, and in many cases, there's been a co-mingling of funds. There's the business money, the personal money, all is kind of coming out of one pot, and there's no separation. Say, so this is our business income. This is our business expenses. This is our bottom line net profit for a period, whether it be one month or a year. Uh, they're not sure. And then and how do you start so out? Many times they're not even using their own money. And they're plowing it into family uh, expenses, and without thinking that uh, that maybe they shouldn't be touching that stuff. Is that is that what happens? Right. And if you're really going to have a business, uh, one needs to have a separate bank account for that business. Okay. So there's card. one study this morning for our listeners. And by the way, anybody who would like to phone in or would like to discuss some of these areas, feel free to do that. Our number is on the website, qlcats.com, and you can come through to that uh, any time during the show. I'd love to talk with you this morning. Robert, let's talk about, uh, about, for instance, people that do their filing in the cubby holes of their cars, for instance, and when they pull out all the papers and they drop it on the floor, they don't disturb the order of the files one bit. Well, <laughs> that's the infamous uh, shoebox syndrome. Yes. Everything kind of goes in a shoebox or a glove compartment or someplace. And the, the big thing, that, the, the big drain for small business is cash purchases. Yes. People make cash purchases, purchases and they're not tracked. I recently, uh, you know, we were doing the year-end for one of my clients uh, on Saturday, and we got all the cash expenses in for the year. came to over $7,000. Now, that's expenses for a business that would have never been tracked if we didn't have a system in place to, to track it. Explain for a moment why it needs to be tracked. I mean, it seems pretty obvious, and we use the word tracked, but what difference does it make? For instance, when you're doing the, the, uh, or setting up the process or the system, why is it important that these things are tracked? Well, th- there's two, two major reasons, Terry. Uh, the the first reason people always think is because of the tax guy. You know, I've yeah. got to have my stuff ready so I can take it to the tax guy so he can do my um, my tax return for the year, and that's kind of as far as it goes. But the real major reason uh, for having good income statements, good financials, is so you know where the money came from, what was your cost of making that money, 
what's your general overhead and administrative cost, and what's your bottom line? And some guy says, well, I only have, um, the bottom line shows I got $20,000 uh, profit. Where'd that money go? Well, the money went to personal draws. It went to maybe pay for a car, which not, doesn't show up on your uh, profit and loss. shows up on the balance sheet. There's different ways of looking at it. And if you don't understand where your money came from and what's it costing you to make that money, you, you really don't have a business going on. You have a, so you're saying that if money comes in like a check comes in for $20,000, people say, wow, I'm rich, and they think that that's $20,000 profit, but they don't realize that, first of all, it's not theirs, and first of all, it's, it has to be allocated somewhere. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Generally speaking, if somebody gets a $20,000 check, they have other people involved in making that money. So the $20,000, so you had an assistant or some contract labor uh, that you paid out five, now you really only made 15. But you had general overhead administrative cost of another five, so now yeah. you're really netting 10. And maybe you have some cost of goods, materials, and so forth of around two. So all of a sudden that $20,000 is really $8,000. Okay. And that's a huge shock for a lot of people, isn't it, when they're starting off in, in new and small businesses, isn't it? Well, I think the huge shock, Terry, is that all of a sudden the, the, the person who started that business is, is finding out all the tasks that they're involved in. They get bogged down. They get overwhelmed. And if they don't have somebody there to help guide them through, to help set up systems, uh, <clears throat> I guess one of the biggest problems for small business is that the small business person tries to do everything themselves. It's all bookkeeping okay. is easy. I'll do it myself. Right. Robert, we're going to a break in a moment, and uh, when we come back from the break, maybe we're going to discuss how we can look after that money in a more professional way and show people how they can allocate it more easily. So let's go to the break now and we'll talk about some ideas on how to make sure that we use that money carefully and that we, have, that we build a system that really works. So stay with us. We'll be back later. Hi, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak again going into the second part of our show. Our subject today is how to make small business administration simple and easy. And we're going to be talking about some simple, low-cost financial systems that keep small businesses on track. What we discussed a few moments ago was how many people in small businesses just put that stuff on the back burner and don't deal with it as professionally as they should and suddenly find themselves in trouble. Robert, let's talk, and my guest, by the way, I haven't mentioned him again. His name is Dr. Robert Hans, and he is the President of Chief Financial Officers Incorporated. Robert, uh, you've helped lots of small businesses, particularly around the San Diego area, but in California. What are some of the things that we could be doing or that, what is, are some of the things that small businesses could be doing that could make a difference to their administration, particularly their financial administration? Well, I think the first thing that, that I suggest to people is to get some kind of simplified filing system in place. Yes. In fact, we developed the filing system just for that purpose because people try to complicate things. Some people will, uh, you know, have a family member who's working in a large corporation, and they try to set up that kind of file. And it's just too complicated for the small guy. He hasn't got time to figure out complex systems. So 
Well, the word simple, so the word simple and easy for you really means simple and easy. It's not that's, just that. Absolutely. Okay. We, we, we have a, a system set up where the, you have your monthly uh, bills. You know, everything you get, receipts, deposit slips, bank statements, unpaid bills, bills that you paid. You put them all in these separate folders in the first section. At the end of the month, you either give it to your bookkeeper or, uh, I, you know, for a really small guy, I suggest using um, Quicken, where we set up a, uh, a chart of accounts in Quicken, and or at least the cost category, cost. Uh, so that's the basic Quicken program you're talking about. Yes, and uh, we're, we're real fans of QuickBooks. So most yes. of our clients are using QuickBooks. We we're, we're called in. We're often referred by CPAs. I work a lot with CPAs. I don't do taxes. Uh, you know, oh, but there are a lot of there are a lot of people listening overseas, and maybe we just need to clarify some of this terminology okay. for everybody. CPAs, and I know in in other countries sometimes they just call them uh, CPs or, or so, chartered accountants. CAs, I mean. Yes, chartered the CPAs accountants. are chartered professional accountants, right? Yes. And you work a lot with people like that. Now, why would they need you? Well, uh, CPAs mostly focus on. On taxation, guiding their uh, their their clients with uh, major tax issues, how to uh, avoid taxes or reduce their taxes, and they really don't have time to do the day-to-day bookkeeping or or try to untangle two years worth of of uh, unrecorded income and expenses. So I'm often called in by a, a CPA firm, and they'll say, "Look, Robert." We have this client, their, their, their bookkeeping is a total mess. They haven't uh, done anything for a couple of years, or they've done it, but they didn't do it right. And uh, would you please give them a call and uh, see if you can arrange to go straighten it out. And so I, I go on site, and, uh, and we get busy bringing them current. But the big fallacy in coming So you take the shoebox, you empty it out, you lay out everything, you put it into order, and I've, I've had experience of you. You do it very quickly and very simply, and you make it uh, look as though it's the easiest thing in the world. In fact, it's almost embarrassing how quickly you do it because most people are sweating <laughs> over this stuff and just don't know what to do with all these papers. Well, one thing, you have to enjoy what you do, and I really enjoy uh, assisting people in, in getting their bookkeeping straightened out. Okay, and 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 being able to give them a picture of their financial situation, but often when we come in, they say, "Well, let's get caught up," and, and but you never get caught up. So what I like to do is I start out that first day. I get a balance for the current period. We start right. working forward, keeping good records going forward. Then we go back, bring things up to the current period, journalize the entries, and. We're current, and from and then on a monthly basis, make sure things stay current. Oh, that's excellent. And so you you go in and uh, and you you actually you say you go on site, you go into the business where you if it's a small home business, you would even look look at it there as well. And then from then on, what happens? Well, I yes, I go on 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 site. And generally speaking, I, a, a business my. Typical client is a micro company with one to ten employees or one one to ten contract labor. Uh-huh. 
Give us an example of one that you that you dealt with in the last couple of years. Well, one of the the ones that I've had just an absolutely joyous time with, and, and really enjoyed myself, is Taylor Made Communications, right. a video production company here in right. San Diego. And when I was uh, referred by uh, a CPA, I went in, took a look. They had already had QuickBooks up and running, but it wasn't really set up correctly. So I set it up correctly. And, uh, I imagine really, for, for a novice, it's, it's quite difficult to, to work through QuickBooks if you haven't had some experience. Yes, QuickBooks is easy to use, but it's tough to set up if you don't have some kind of accounting or uh, accounting background. Right. And a full charge accounting. Now, you know, if you, if you have a clerk doing it who's an AR clerk, um, well, that's kind of the limit of their experience. doesn't say that they're not capable people, but they don't have the big picture of accounting system. The, right. And the accounting system has been around since when it was formalized. It was in 1492 oh, yeah. by a Catholic priest called Far Pacioli. And uh, that basic system has been in place ever since. The only changes that are going on in it today is um, uh, one of my CPA uh, told me uh, one time, he says, Robert, um, Accounting is not a science, it's an art. Well, <laughs> but it's truly a science because it's, it's numbers. And numbers, you know, assets, uh, liabilities and equity, income and expenses, they're all sit out there and numbers don't lie. What does happen is sometimes people get very artistic with the numbers and kind of play around <laughs> with them. And okay, don't I understand exactly what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it becomes an art. <laughs> yeah. That's when so, it all right, let's, talk, let's go back to what you did with, with Staler Communication. What did you do there? What did you have to do? Well, the first thing we did is is that we we said, okay, we're going to start today, moving forward. Yes. And we, we, we use a chart of accounts we call the, the 1040 chart of accounts. It's the same uh, uh, classification of expenses that uh, is used in the Schedule C. Right. You know, for tax purposes. These are standard forms that are used in, in American accounting, you're saying, but they could apply to any any country in the world. Well, that's true. I mean, it's yes. just things like advertising, uh, automotive expenses, office supplies, right. uh, printing and publication. Yeah. I, mean, I imagine the rules are the same in any country that we go to, because I've lived in uh, three, three different countries, and I see that uh, essentially the systems are the same. Yes, I the terminology may be different, and maybe the rules and regulations are. Terminology, regulations, uh, how people are taxed. Uh, yes. Uh, but income's income, expenses yes. expenses, what you have left over, net profit. Right. And, uh, and so that's what you do. You just make the simple. You make a simple uh, uh, analysis of what's going on, and you and you just put it into order, and you do it very quickly with very little pain. We sometimes call that PP practically painless. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I call it uh, hands-off bookkeeping. Okay. All Robert Hans. <laughs> right, and then you take it over, and uh, and then what happens to the to the client? Well, with what do they uh, have to do? With Jim Staler there, Staler Made Communications, we do. Yeah. And what what I do with most clients is is kind of shared bookkeeping. Uh, they'll do their own invoicing. Uh, they do the deposits, 
Sometimes they'll, they'll write the checks that need to be written during the uh, the period, and uh, then I come in. The and period do... normally is a month, isn't it? It varies, okay. Cherry. Sometimes I'm in twice a month. Sometimes I'm in uh, oh, three okay. times a month. Depends okay. on 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 the volume of business and how many okay. checks need to be written, etc. Uh, pay, payroll reporting, payroll tax reporting, sales tax reporting, those type of things are what I really But essentially you take the pain out of the financial administration. I mean, that's really what, what occurs over here. That's that's exactly right. We, we First, we try to simplify it so it's easy for the client to keep track right. of their records. And then, two, we're in there... And you know what? I have a, you know, as you're, when you introduce me, you say, I have a very, very background. And I've been in a lot of different types of business. I've worked as a controller. I've worked as a full charge bookkeeper. Right. Uh, and other areas. And um, so not only do I do the full charge bookkeeping, but I also act as a sounding board for my clients. I answer some tax questions, especially tax reporting questions. Uh, if it gets into complicated tax issues, it's best handled by their CPA who's more familiar with their taxation. Because taxes is a whole different area, right. especially in this country. Right. I don't know about anywhere else. Robert, in a moment we're going into a break, but I just want to remind listeners that if you would like to even email me, if you're listening to the show now, email me at terry at qlcat.com, Q for quantum, L for leap, cat. C-A-T for Catalyst, but QLCAT is fine.com. And if you've got questions about administration or anything that we've talked about today and you want to contribute to the show, be happy to have the emails come in to that address and I'll pick them up off my computer and uh, I will answer them while we're on the show right now. So come back to us. We've got a break now. Come right back and we'll talk about simple little ideas that we could put into effect more. See you in a moment. Hi everybody, this is Terry Ostroviak back again. We're in the third portion of our show today. We're talking about how to make small business administration simple and easy. And we're going to talk about, again, simple low-cost financial systems that keep small businesses on track. It's a dry subject for a lot of people. I know for you, our guest, Dr. Robert Hans, uh, President of Chief Financial Officers, he just loves doing this stuff. And so I, I find in business that it's very, very important that people spend time on areas that they're good at. Maybe that's the reason they don't do the administration is because they don't think that they're very good at it. One of the things, Robert, that you helped me to do, um, I've operated in three different countries. Originally, I'm from South Africa, and I had an accountant uh, who set up a system for me which meant that it was a profit and loss system and every month I would get a sheet of paper that would tell me exactly what I had either made or lost for that month and outline some of the expenses that I had and also what had come in. And uh, on one sheet of paper, it made it so simple and easy for me. When I went to live in the Netherlands and I was there for 12 years, I was able to use exactly the same system. And you, Robert, have done exactly the same for me here in San Diego and that gives me a great sense of security because I have the feeling the whole time that I know where I stand, and that makes a huge difference. Well, yes, Kerry, it, it does. And, and one of the things that I find is that most micro companies, the managers, do not understand financial statements. Right. Uh, there's there's two major portions of it. One is the balance sheet, 
that shows all the numbers, the totals from day one, from the day you started the business until the current period. Then there's the profit and loss, which is current month, income and expenses, and net profit. And then you you tested me a little bit. You said, look, I want to see these months side by side, kind of like in a spreadsheet. I want to see January, February, March, all the way through December. Right. So I can compare month, month with each month with the, with the previous month, and then also from the previous year, for that matter. That's that's correct. And um, the wonderful thing about QuickBooks is it has that reporting capability. You can you can get all kinds of reports out of QuickBooks. Oh, reports. so it came from QuickBooks. I thought you were the genius behind that. Ha <laughs> 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 I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I believe in using the tools at hand, and I was. Of telling, course, that's the genius. <laughs> how, how are we going to do that and, and get Terry's report? And I went in there and I looked at the reports. And I said, ah. "Ah, you hit this button, and boom, the report comes out." And and the, the periods from January through whatever current period we were talking about. I think that by that time it's kind of like in March of uh, how many years ago that was. I forget. And yes. all of a sudden, there we had it. There was January, and you, there was your bottom line for January. Right next to it was February, and then it's March, and then the final column was year-to-date. Year-to-date income, year-to-date expenses, year-to-date net profit. And the beauty is when you get to the end of the year on that thing, then I you know, just have a whole profit and loss for the whole, for the whole year, and that certainly gives me a feeling that I know what's happened. I know that when I then took all that information to my regular tax advisor, and I handed him all the material. What is all the material that you set up for me? Well, within uh, any good accounting, uh, computerized accounting system, you're going to get tons of reports, more than you ever want to see probably. But generally speaking, I, I send your, uh, uh, I print out a balance sheet, uh, profit loss statement for the year, uh, a trial balance, and what's called a general ledger, which is a, Every transaction that happened during the year, it turns out to be about 20, 23 pages. Um, I'm so pleased you don't give me all that stuff, Robert. <laughs> no, I don't give it to you. I put it in a, a, in a, in a big envelope that you take over to uh, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, to my tax guy. Your tax guy. And he just takes it, and, and it makes his life a whole lot easier. That's what I know. He said, wow, you're, a, you're an exemplary client for us. <laughs> because I got everything set up for him, <laughs> I suppose that cuts down a lot on a lot of costs as well for me. Because that Bernie has referred me to a few people. Because uh, a tax person wants to do taxes; they want to concentrate. The CPA wants to concentrate on doing your taxes, how he can best serve you in the area of taxation, right? Uh, how you can save you on taxes. Uh, he wants clear information. If he has to um, keep asking you, well, what happened here, what happened there, uh, it's, it's time-consuming. And he wants to spend his time doing a better job on taxes, not figuring out where the money went or where it came from. That sounds like a winning formula, a winning team formula for me. And anyway. that's reading most of the CPAs, well, all the CPAs I work with, that's what they're excited about, that... The, the information comes in clean, they sit down, they do the taxes, and they're on to the next client. Yeah, and I would, you know, some of the, one of the things that's happened as a result is that I've become very, very conscious of every receipt that I've got and every uh, check that I've got and make a note of, of exactly who that came from. And I, I literally could put them in a shoe.
shoebox. Actually, I put them in a file that you provided me with, uh, like an accordion file, uh, or like a box uh, with different categories, and I can just give that to you every month, and you'll just check it against all the stuff I've done in, in my own Quicken system. I don't actually uh, write out any checks at all today. I just do that online. So if I'm traveling, I can manage my finances anywhere I am. Well, that's the that's the really painless way of doing business in this modern age, as we call it. <laughs> uh, you can do all bill paying online. Uh, people can send you money online. They can pay their bills to you online. And you, just set up, you can set up all that information electronically, all the systems electronically. And yes. at the end of the day, business is taken care of. And in your case, you use credit cards. You have a business credit card. Um, uh, you can use a debit card. All that's going to show up on your bank account. And it's very clear information. And it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't take a genius to figure out at least for the bookkeeping side. Hey, you spend something in shell, that's gas. You know, you went to um, to one of the local restaurants. Well, that's meals and entertainment. Yeah. So, you know, as we're talking, I'm just I'm just I can almost see bunches of people sighing and say, "Wow, I wish things were as simple as that in my business. I wish I didn't have to do all this stuff. I wish I didn't have to sort of accumulate all of it and at the end of every month or every second or every third month have to empty out this box with all these little papers and say, when blazes do all these things go? I have no idea. I can just imagine that. And if I only knew about the services that you're providing, Robert, it's make well, your lives so you know, the other challenge, Terry, is the international guys like you, you, you travel to, to Europe, yeah. you, you travel to South Africa, you travel to different companies, or countries, they all, uh, there's different types of money that you're using. Yes. Um, and and that, that all has to be converted into American dollars. So you, what you're very good about is if you're in the Netherlands, you've, you get all the receipts for the Netherlands and you write on there what the exchange rate was for the period that you were there. Right. Then we can turn that into dollars and uh, record it. Right. Uh, and I just That's recently true. had a client that did some, well, they're not international, really. They went to Canada. But we had to convert that, what they spent in Canada. Canadian dollars into. To, to American dollars. And American dollars, yeah. Well, that makes a difference. Let's talk about the balance sheet. You said reading the balance sheets and making it easier for people to do that. Okay. On, on the balance sheet, the first thing you have is your assets. You know, that's yes. uh, one is what you have in the bank or what you have in the savings account as of the end of a month. Because you know, that's, I mean, you could report it any time, but generally speaking, you report it at the end of a, a period, which is usually a month. Then uh, you have your um, um, accounts receivable if you're dealing in accounts receivable. Then you have fixed assets. That's things like cars, uh, computers, desks, uh, share. Uh, leasehold improvements, uh, those type of items. Right. That's accumulative. And then you have your depreciation. Now, anything that you buy, which is an asset, does not show up on your income statement. It shows up on the balance sheet. But at the end of the year, the, the, your tax person is going to depreciate that, and then the, the depreciation will show up on your income statement for the year. Um, and in, in nowadays, what is the effect of the depreciation? Well, it's just and recording the, it like that. It, it's it's the ability to record um, uh, 
take your assets and expense them out, really. Um, and there's the on the United States and the assets on, depreciates every year. So yes, the value of the goods actually has uh, has has been lowered. It has been lowered, and it's a it's a way of showing that cost um, of purchasing of capital equipment. Right. Uh, and and nowadays, the, under the 179 rules taxation, uh, you can write off a huge amount of that. You just don't depreciate. You just write it off. Right. And that's so the value of doing all this is what? The value? Yes. Well, For a small business in, in keeping, in, in understanding this. Well, in understanding the balance sheets that, that if people say, well, here on my income statement, it shows that I made $50,000 this year. I only have $50,000 in the bank. Where'd the money go? And you wonder where it all went. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a break. We're going to have a break again, Robert, and we'll be back in a while. If you would like to call in, feel free to do that. Love to chat to you about it. But, uh, yeah, I know that you're listening out there, so we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak in San Diego. We're talking about making small business administration simple and easy, especially for micro businesses. We can talk, we've also been talking about simple, low-cost financial systems that keep our small businesses on track. Most people have no idea where they're going administratively. At the end of the year, sometimes get a big shock when they find out all the money that they've deposited is actually a lot less than what they thought it was. Our guest, Dr. Robert Hans, is the president of Chief Financial Officers, and he's been working with me for many years as well, keeping me on track and making a huge difference. I was just mentioning to him a moment ago that um, uh, many times uh, simple little pieces of paper like uh, writing a check, for instance, as we do in the United States, which is sometimes, interesting enough, American listeners, they don't have a checking system, for instance, in the Netherlands. They just deposit money directly into people's accounts. And the uh, bank uh, and the, the uh, bank account number is normally on, the, is always on the letterhead of the companies that we write, that we write to or that we have to pay money to. So the money goes directly through the bank into from one bank account to another bank account. No checking system at all. In the United States, when I deposit money into a bank account, for instance, or, or, uh, put, yeah, or put money into the bank, into my own account, uh, there's no indication as to where that money came from unless I write something on the, on the, on the slip, the deposit slip. So I have to do that, otherwise Robert's, who looks after my financial side, wouldn't know where it came from. So, Robert, you said the same with invoices. Tell me about that. Well, the, you know, we're talking about some tips. And the very basic thing, if, if, if a micro company, a small business does nothing else, I suggest that they have a folder for each month of the year. And yes, they January, February, March. Yes, like that. January, February, March. You have a regular That's file a folder, have it in a file cabinet, have it in a... There's portable file boxes you can buy, but you, that's the very base minimum. And then right. on all deposit slips, you write who the money came from. If you write checks for, um, uh, you pay an invoice by check, you put the check number on that invoice. It's going to make it very easy for whoever does your year-to-end uh, bookkeeping or year-end bookkeeping to figure out where the money came from and where it goes. Right. 
because often you'll see a deposit, say, of ten thousand dollars, and you'll say, "Hey, where this? What what'd you sell for ten thousand dollars?" Because you know the person's normal invoice is anywhere from fifty to say a thousand dollars, and all of a sudden there's ten thousand dollars. And so, well, my mother-in-law loaned me that. Well, that doesn't go on your profit and loss statement. That goes on your balance sheet as a liability. And it's amazing how quickly we forget where that money came from. I mean, we look at it, we suddenly see the 10000 But even worse, if it's less than that, let's say it's just $900. Yeah. And we just, we can't remember where that $900 came from at the time, maybe, if, it's, if it hasn't been recorded. That's correct. And often small businesses will get those kind of micro loans from people that are in a jam. Somebody loans them 900 or or 1000 Or we just take it out of a savings account, maybe. Yeah, out of their personal savings. Well, then you, you put that as liability yourself. Um, uh, you, you need but the bottom line is we don't, we, we can't keep track of those things unless we write it down. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not that important for us. It's important for, for, for the administration. But when we're running a business, those things are a nuisance. So we now, really have to write everything down. That's what that, you're saying, right? That's correct. And, but nowadays, you know, here in the States, we're getting a little bit like the Netherlands. Uh, people can pay you electronically. I have yes. several of my clients that pay me. They do transfers from their their uh, bank to my, uh, my bank. Um, I pay bills electronically. And um, when, you get, when you get your bank statement in, in this country, the deposit's coming in. It, it, just, it just says the date where it was deposited, and how much money. Yes. But if it's electronic transfer, it'll show the company that transferred the money in, the company that was paying you the money. Right. If you pay electronically through, the, through, uh, through Quicken or QuickBooks, uh, it will show the company. Or even money. just by bank account. In huh? fact, that's, that, I know a lot of, I mean, in, in, in America we've got this advantage that we can play, uh, pay electronically through Quicken, but in many, uh, I've found in many, in other countries, they just can't do that. That's correct. I, I'm so they have sure. to do it through the bank itself, directly to the other bank. Uh-huh. Well, there's kind of disadvantages wherever you go on this bookkeeping No, stuff, but it so. can be done, I mean, yeah. from bank to bank. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the solution to the problem. Yeah, bank to bank. And yes. then using credit cards and debit cards, uh, you certainly, uh, it tracks the money, who you paid the money to. Uh, doesn't tell you what exactly what it's for, but um, again, it's kind of simple. If it's the Shell oil, it's, it's probably for gas and oil and gas for your car. And yes. If, if it's bullies, like a famous restaurant here in San Diego, then it's obviously meals and entertainment or staples. That's office supplies. You know, it's a huge amount. And that was the other thing I, I, I know from from working with you is that it's it's very important on each one of these um, receipts that we get that we write down whether it was uh, a business expense or a private expense and allow you to be making the decision as to what falls into the into the regulations or not and you can decide uh, what that is and we're going to have to get too involved in that that kind of stuff well I think that's, that's important and and just making making a note of where everything goes and where everything comes from yeah see we've we've set up some Basic communication rules uh, as far as receipts go, right. and, and 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 so I know especially 
the stuff from the Netherlands or from South Africa or, right. or Israel, they're, they're in a foreign language that I don't understand. So sometimes <laughs> the, we have to clarify with, you know, what was this for? I, I would see something that to me is kind of like metro something in South Africa. And yeah. I thought that was kind of like the the trolley system. And you said, oh, no, no, that's for a rented phone in South Africa. That's television. Oh, yes, that's right. You know, so it's it's important right. that that, uh, right. that you set up some communications there. But right. generally speaking, uh, you know, anything that's done in the U.S. is pr- pretty clear when you have a, Right. Robert, I'm sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you for a moment. Yeah. We are going into uh, the final part of the show right now. We will be going into the break in a moment. So I just want to summarize, and I just I want to summarize this part of it that's vitally important. If anybody's listening out there that would like to know more about simple systems like that or would like to contact Robert, do so through my website or email me directly, and that would make it very, very easy as well. So you just get to me at terry at qlcat.com or go to my website and you'll be able to pick up that, that uh, email address, qlcat, q for quantum, l for leap, cat shortened for catalyst. So it's quantumleapcatalyst.com or qlcat.com. That's probably the easiest so we don't make spelling mistakes there. qlcat.com and I'll certainly put you on to Robert Hands. And uh, he's got some very, very simple systems, very low cost, that can make a huge difference. Thank you very much for being on the show today, Robert. I mean, you've given us an insight into how to make the, the, the system simple, and more importantly, from an attitude point of view, not to be frightened of the whole system. In other words, it can be handled, it can be easy. Last word from you, Robert. A big pardon? Last words from you. Last word is if... if uh Anything that you're not competent at in the small business, form it out to somebody. Have somebody. Wonderful. Do it. Great advice. Our guest next week on the show is uh, Suzette Nichols, who works for corporate finance. It works in corporate finance for ABN Amro Bank. She's been on the show before. We'll be doing a rebroadcast of that show on the 26th of December, so if you missed that show and we were talking about um, management tools that make our business lives easier, also talking to some extent about some cultural differences, so tune into that show next week, next Monday, look forward to hearing from you everybody, thanks for staying with us today, if you want to write to me, please do that, Terry at QLCAT.com, go to the website and you can archive any of these shows, even the one that we've just done now. Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Goodbye, everybody. Until next week. Thanks, Robert. Thank you, Terry.